Hey everybody, welcome to the Strength Faction Podcast. I'm real excited about today's episode. We have Brendan Rerick and Kevin Carr. They joined up to create the superpower known as Brevin. They have books coming out. Uh, We talked a lot about the process of uh, getting those books done, um, their history, where they met, their storied careers. Uh, These guys are out to make a huge positive impact on the strength and conditioning industry. So check it out and stay tuned afterwards for some updates and uh, more information on where you can find these guys. Here we go. Confidence of a professional stuff, man. Walking the streets, it always smell like a onion. But I got the program, my body, soul, land. Make it strong as the wind in Chicago land. Getting stronger every day. We're all in, in the strength faction crew. So get your chips and load your hips because our mission is to bring out the best in you and you and you. Hey, boys, and welcome to the Strength Faction podcast. Brevin, Brendan Rerick, Kevin Carr, how are we doing today? Happy to be here. Great to have you. Doing well. Got a PBR. I'm ready to go. All right. All right. Let's uh, have some drinks and talk about some books. The Brevin book tour is coming in hot. What day are we on of, of the giveaway now? A week and a half. I, 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 I lost track of the game. That's a great question. We're at, no, actually, we're into the third week here. So, yeah, it's yeah, been, think- uh, it, it, you guys seem like you've been very busy in the, in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and I imagine it's been a whirlwind. Tell me a little bit about the experience so far. The experience well, of, of, of announcing it. I want to get into the process of writing the book. Uh, but you guys are, are, have a lot of attention coming your way. What's it been like? Well, if you want attention, give away a bunch of free stuff. Yeah. That seems to be a, uh, a good technique. But um I mean, credit to Brendan for really thinking of the whole sweepstakes idea because he's a lot more charitable than me. He went around and, and found all this awesome, like fitness educational content that we could from our friends in the industry that we could share with people. So, um, no, it's been really good. I think we've gotten a lot of attention, obviously, um, in, in the process. So, um, I, I just hope it keeps growing over the next you know few weeks here. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with yeah. you, Kevin. I came into this with the assumption that Brendan is probably the catalyst for most good ideas that are coming out of this. Is that? Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm 100%. I, I'm just the face. Like, if he just hired me as, as the aesthetics of this whole thing. Well, that's a good hire. He the operation behind there. That's how that's it works. Kevin's hire. also my, he's also my editor and my uh, graphic designer, but I'm the brains. <laughs> So, many hats, many hats it, you guys are wearing. It's very it works well. I'll tell you what, though, what they don't tell you about writing a book is that your publisher does not help you market it. That is all on you. They do not do any marketing. Yeah. They edit your book, they produce it, they help you with the cover. Uh, but they, and they, you know, they tell the people that they work with and on their website, but they don't they don't do any marketing for you. So now I understand why before COVID people were doing these crazy book tours. Cause I was always thought like really like going like city to city to city to city would like get you more, more people to buy your books. Like just put it on Amazon, but sure. uh, yeah, no, you, you have to promote your book or else nobody's going to know about it. <laughs> and I yeah. did not know about that part. So that's what you've been seeing the last few weeks here and i'm a little more probably pushing the pedal to the metal here because my book comes out in two weeks kevin's book comes out um quarter one of next year you said probably around february march right kev yeah it should be february march that uh that you'll be able to get it so uh i mean i could have marketed without kevin because right i'm the brains but uh (laughs) it just made more sense in the long run uh, and for both of us to do that together. So once Kevin's book is ready, we can use the same list from the sweepstakes and let everybody know that his book is now ready and 
I just thought it was a great way to kind of like he's like you guys mentioned to kind of get people to notice like what we're doing and also give away a bunch of free stuff to like from our friends who are Absolutely. also really smart people and get get uh, more people just more education and right now with everything going virtual there's lots of different ways you can learn yeah absolutely and and i i really i like that you guys are doing this together i feel like there's a ton of great energy going into this and it just like it seems fun you know what i mean like yeah. I, I'm, I'm seeing you guys stuff on social media um, I sat in a, for a little bit of the call last night until bedtime mayhem ensued here, but, <laughs> but the, the energy is great. Uh, you guys obviously, um, have a, a longstanding relationship and great, you know, it's, you could just tell you guys are great friends and, and you're putting out great energy and, and I'm really excited to, to get into these books for sure. Um, you guys actually we were before we started recording i learned a little something you guys were did your first blog in 2003 so seven seven 2007 seven. oh sorry seven, i mean you guys seven. older yeah. than than you needed to be so you're at, <laughs> you're at amherst college is that correct yeah so we were at umass amherst and i tell this story all the time i told it at kevin's wedding long story short i walk into <laughs> the recreation center at UMass Amherst in 2007. And this gentleman to my right here on Zoom is yeah. foam rolling. And 13 years ago, nobody in college foam rolled. I mean, probably people in college still don't foam roll, but definitely no one back then. And I said, what the hell do you know about foam rolling, man? Like, why are you foam rolling? He goes, I work at my, I intern at Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning. Did he stand and up and like puff his chest out when he said pretty that? much hands on yep. hips? Yeah, superhero. <laughs> he had a much he had a much tinier bird chest back then though. <laughs> um, it was sunken in. <laughs> sunken in bird chest. Yeah, too much foam rolling. Uh, and that was at the time where it was on T Nation. T Nation was where all the best articles were and Elite FTS. Yeah, And it was Mike Boyle, Dan John, Eric Cressy, Eric and um, Robertson, Mike Robertson, who wrote all the articles. And I had been reading them for months because I brought my foam roller as well. And sure. it was kind of like the scene in Step Brothers where yeah. they're like, <laughs> you guys instantly just became best friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to do karate in the garage? Yes. So we started working out together three, four or five times a week and then. Kevin worked at the bar and I drank at the bar. So I would drink a lot more and Kevin would get me in for free. And it just became a very good relationship in uh, college. So we took all the same classes together and we wrote our first blog. I told that story to tell you that I started a website called rearickstrength.com in 2007. It was a blog. It was literally just my workouts and like what I ate for breakfast that day and what shirt I was wearing because I thought I was cool and I asked Kevin to be a writer on my website and so Kevin would write like legitimate articles but I would just post pictures and videos of me doing my workouts and then Kevin left me to go start his own blog that was legitimately good and left me holding the bag um, so Kevin's blog was uh, really really good for a couple of years and then we worked at Mike's together and started movement as medicine and now Kevin is the main writer, graphic designer, and uh, I'm just the brains. That's all. So I, I you're like the big face in the sky who calls all the shots, right? Um, <laughs> but the guy behind the it's curtain. funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's funny. Like it, Brendan and I were very close very early. One, I think we both like to drink beers, we like to lift weights, and we like to talk to girls in college. So we had like a commonality of the things we could do together. And that's really, if you're a college-aged guy, that's pretty much the only room of things that you have in your brain. Anyways, I think yeah. at that point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's been, we've had a, a, a great friendship, but a great professional relationship because like Brendan said this on his call the other night, like we tend to think of things differently, right? Like Brendan is good at organizational tasks that I probably don't want to do and don't have the attention span to do. Right. Like Brendan, Bre give Brendan an Excel sheet. Like that's all he needs. Like he's so happy with an Excel sheet, anything he can organize. 
Whereas like, I would much rather write or do creative type things. So it's like, I always tell people in a business setting, you want to find people who are good at the things you don't like to do, um, who you can work well off each other. And I think about like Mike and Bob uh, at MBSC, like Mike Boyle and Bob Hansen are the same type of way, right? And be able to have that uh, give and take, I think makes for a good long-term business partner. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I think that I've, I feel very lucky to have found Todd and Chris and, and the way that we work together and the way that, uh, you know, Todd and I are kind of goofballs all the time and Chris keeps us in line and uh, it, it, it works well, man. And we have a lot of fun and it's, it's obvious that you guys are the same way, having fun doing all this stuff. So 13 years ago, you guys started your first blog. Did you ever think that you guys would be authors? Did it ever cross your mind? Kevin, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like, um, I, you know what? I've, I've always wanted to write a book. Um, it wasn't, I'll tell you the truth. This wasn't the book that I thought I was going to write at all yeah. um, in functional training anatomy. If you would ask me in college, uh, was I going to write an anatomy text? I would have absolutely thought you were crazy. Um, but why is that? Because it, because that didn't seem like a good fun subject to write about or because yeah. it wasn't a strong think, suit at the time. Yeah. Maybe I didn't, maybe I maybe wouldn't have been as confident in thinking I could do that. Or maybe, um, I mean, I've always liked anatomy. I've liked the sciences, but I wouldn't have thought like an anatomy book was in my wheelhouse. Maybe I thought that topic was too dry. Right. Um, sure. yeah. I've kind of always wanted to write a book on our training philosophy or, training for health and that's still the main thing i think i want to get done um but i think that uh you know over time this this kind of developed of talking with human kinetics um about like a couple different project ideas and this was really what we kind of centered on right and so um it's it's crazy you just keep working all of a sudden these things kind of pop up in your career but i would not have thought that this would have been something i'd be doing uh right now for sure 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 Brandon, I'm the opposite. I, I knew, I always knew I was going to write a book. I didn't know what I was going to write about. Uh, I keep bringing up the quote from Ben Franklin that if you, if you want something to write about, live a life worth writing about. So with that, that being said, I've been doing this for almost 12 years now. Now, after 12 years of doing it and living it and breathing it and speaking about it and teaching others, I finally feel like I have that voice to put into words. Um, and that's really what coaching rules is. And I knew two things when I worked with the interns at Mike Boyle's Training and Conditioning. Uh, this was probably six years ago when I, I ran the internship with Kevin. Uh, I wrote an article that was the 34 things I wish I knew before I started at Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning. And I wrote it for the, we had 26, 24, 26 incoming interns for the summer. And I handed it to all of them and I said, hey, this is what I wish I had known when I started here two years ago, because it would have made my life a whole lot easier. So simple little things like the Alico bars don't leave the Olympic area because the Alico bars are $600 Olympic bars. Sure. So you don't bench, you don't bench and squat with those. Uh, the, the ladders can never be tangled or will be angry. The hundred pound plates never come off the sleds because the hundred pound plates don't need to go anywhere else, but on the sled. Um, the slide boards need to be put away a certain way. Cause if you don't put them away correctly, they bend out and then they snap in half. So it's like yeah. all these like little details and actually all of those rules that I wrote, they're all 34 of them are now in this book, which is 105 rules. So I've just expanded on it. Um, but that's, that's what I knew I wanted to do is write a book for people that are just coming into the industry. All the things that I wish I had known, like the, I wanted to write the book that I wish I had when I started 12 years ago. Yeah. And then I knew the layout of the book when I read Michael Pollan's food rules because it's so simple, it's so easy to, to digest and eat food, mostly plants, not too much. Like that is the simplest nutrition advice. And if you could follow that 80% of the time, you'd probably be pretty healthy and probably be reaching a lot of your goals. So when people ask me what, 
okay, what do I need to do to be a good coach? Well, it's communicate clearly, keep it simple, do no harm, and serve others. Even if you didn't read the book, if you just did those four things, you and they're all actionable items, you'd probably be a pretty damn good coach. Yeah. So, and the book is just an expansion on those four topics. And uh, then I have a lot of deliberate practice in there so that you can work on each, uh, each of the four categories. Some action steps. That's how my book kind of came to fruition. That's great. That's great. So the timing of it, um, when did this process start for you guys? From uh, Kevin, tell us, tell us a story about us finding out about each other's books. And uh, Oh, this is so game. funny. So, oh, so this wasn't, <laughs> it, this didn't we, come out of the, out of the gates as a Brevin experience. This, no, no, no. This is, we have two different publishers. This is really funny. So um, this yeah, so was two different publishers. Over, yeah. Yeah. So this is probably like a year and a half ago for yep. both of us. I think we about got reached out to by our respective publishers. Brendan is working with On Target and Larry Draper, and I'm working with Human Kinetics, right? And so we are both, um, I, I think, Brendan, you reached out to Larry directly, correct? Yeah, right. I, told, I told Mike that I wanted to write a book, and then I reached out. Mike just said, contact Larry, and I just reached out to Larry. And Larry's more into like the storytelling side of strength and conditioning, whereas human kinetics is more on the scientific, like anatomy side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and around the same time that he reached out to Larry, um, I got an email from um, the acquisitions editor at human kinetics, actually just asking me if I was interested in putting out a book through them. And so we kind of kicked these ideas back and forth until we came to this functional training anatomy idea and I, and I got to work. And Brendan got to work, but we didn't actually say anything. Cause I was like, I wanted to make sure I had everything in my line in line. I had all my edits. I didn't want to talk about it until I really had everything locked in. We had a, a title in place and, and Brendan was getting to work on his. So uh, we go to Chicago actually for perform better summit. And we, we got last minute tickets to a Cubs game. We we're drinking beers and Brendan and I at the same time, we're like, Hey, I want to tell you about something. And we were t we told each other at the same time, like that we both were uh, putting books out um, after hilarious. like six beers uh, at the at Wrigley yeah. Field. <laughs> and, and there was, was a thunderstorm. Really we didn't even yeah. finish watching the game. We just kept drinking beers while we watched the thunderstorm. But yeah, that's when yeah, we found out about great. each other's books. So yeah, we I didn't even know he was writing one, and here we are. <laughs> so yeah. it just ended up. And, and, and up I mean, it shows to show book. though. It's such a long process to get it from. The idea yeah. to inception, like all the way through to publication. Cause like I started this conversation at the start of like, what is it? The summer of 2019, yeah. right. With them. And just like you did, Brendan. And then, I mean, this yeah. whole time to write, edit, write, edit, write, edit. Uh, then the whole like run up to, to marketing and production. So it's a long runway. So, I mean, it's, it, it's like, I, I, I know Brendan might could probably give his own experiences, but like, but when you finally turn, turn that last draft in, like you're relieved. You're like, I don't want to read this and look at it for another like few months. And now is the point where you start to get excited because it's, it's a, almost going to come out. Like you're, you've had enough time away from it. So it's a, it's a process that I, I didn't understand really until I went through it. I didn't understand all that went into it and all the work and editing that went into it and the people really behind it. Cause there's a whole team of people from your publisher that really help make this happen even more so than, than sometimes the person who puts the, the words on the paper, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So is it, is it fair to say that in Wrigley field was, was like another moment where you guys had your foam rollers together and we're like, wait a second, yeah. we're like best <laughs> friends. And, and so and you didn't tell idea, me you're writing a book. <laughs> whose idea was <laughs> it to, to kind of do this launch and, and, in the giveaway like you like you guys are doing launch was definitely Brandon. my idea just because my launch is coming so soon so my book launches in got 13 12 13 days on the 15th here so i was like well i need to start organizing something pretty quickly here and i actually got so I had the idea, actually, initially what I was going to do, I was just going to do five giveaways and it was going to be like a grand prize and then like a first, second, third and fourth winner. And, and then I talked to Anthony Renna 
about it. And he's like, you know, you should do like a sweepstakes. And I believe this is something similar that John Berardi did for his Changemaker book. Yeah. And I said, oh, that, that makes sense. So I was like, okay, we'll make it 28 days. So like there's enough buildup to the launch of the book, but not so long that you're now annoyed by it. Um, and I don't know if 20 days is the right amount, but I ended up just reaching out to a bunch of people and saying, hey, would you like to contribute to the sweepstakes yeah one two three courses or whatever um we're gonna collect emails we're gonna give away free stuff we're gonna use it to educate people uh do some donation stuff and everyone i i don't think i had anyone say no so and we actually ended up getting 35 days worth of prizes and way more stuff than I had expected. I, I mean, I expected to reach out to a few people and have them not answer or whatever. Uh, but yeah, everyone responded. And so now we've got this thing going. And I actually like that because originally my book was going to launch on this past weekend on October 28th. And I told my publisher, Laurie, that I'd like to do it in the middle of the sweepstakes so that we can kind of like get some build up. like here's the book. And then get some people to like read, read a bit of it, take some pictures, share some stuff on social media while we're still doing the sweepstakes. So yeah, that was uh, my idea. Kevin's making all the flyers. Poor bastard. I feel bad for him. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing all the emails then, and all the, or like he said, all the organizing. You you want to see the spreadsheets? There's spreadsheets galore. <laughs> oh, I, I can't believe the spreadsheets, to be honest. Um, but it's also, it's been nice because it's been an excuse for Brent and I to drink a beer on Instagram live every night together for a month. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, and it's, it's been good. And, you know, we, we, you know, we've actually had a lot of people enter, which has been great uh, for, for our, our contact list, obviously, in, in getting people involved and find, informing people about the book. But it's been great because I've gotten, like, back in touch with people who maybe we lost touch with who, like, sent an email or you know, ent entered the sweepstakes or we're on the Instagram live. So it's, it's been good. It's been a real effective strategy. Like maybe Brendan has a, a like a marketing career. I mean, he'll, he'll do the natural uh, evolution of a strength coach. He's going to become the Facebook marketing uh, expert next. So just don't, don't worry. He'll slide into your DMs. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm the next Alex Hommel or whoever that guy is. It's on my Facebook <laughs> sponsored feed all day long. Oh, that's funny. That guy. It's funny. There, there's a couple like just weird random Facebook personas. I don't know. I don't even know if they're real people. It's probably some troll bot in Russia or yeah. Iran or something, but I've had some funny exchanges with them just like out of curiosity, like, Hey dude, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> like what, yeah. what's up? What's the it's, story? Do you I want to increase your sales by 172% in the next yeah. 30 days? Right. Without, without working more than 30 minutes a day. <laughs> yeah hilarious. um so obviously you guys have had just an outpouring of support in your efforts here and i think that's a true testament to your character and your reputations in the industry and um i know that todd chris and i were real excited to be involved and even i i would say we're honored to be asked to be to be a part of this and it's it's great um going through looking back on the process and obviously there was like a big release you guys hand in your your final text now you're getting would you say you're in the fun phase of it or are we still stressing out a little bit i'm still stressing out fun. a little bit oh see <laughs> this is why we're different again. yeah just because yeah. <laughs> you're getting to the closer to your your release date i I don't think I'll ha I'll feel that relief until the book is like literally in my hands. I don't have a I don't have a tangible book yet. But when I have that tangible book, I think that will yeah. be that will be it. So, but Kevin, for me, I had fun. such That's relief. Oh uh, yeah, I had such relief when I just handed that in. And like I said, uh, uh, you talk about a team going into it. Like I'm I'm putting this book out with Mary Kate Fight, who's uh a professor at Springfield. So I brought her on to be an editor for the project. Um, she's a PhD. She teaches at Springfield college. And I tell you like having a good editor to help me put all everything together. I felt really good when I handed in the final draft because she read through it multiple times, helped me edit it multiple times. And then, so when I could hand that off, finally, um, it was like a big weight off my shoulders for sure. Because like I, I read through, I must've sure. read that thing, you know, uh, like, 20 times all the way through um 
all and then now it's like hey but they, they got to do the artwork i got to approve some illustrations we got to market it but that's uh that's a breath of fresh air compared to uh editing uh repeatedly uh over the course of a year and a half yeah i, I just have no are you gonna anxiety. be are you gonna be the models for the illustrations uh i there's actually uh it's my wife ariel uh vinnie toludo uh mbsc oh, and cfsc um uh, is it just the perform better magazine is it just the perform pretty much magazine? it's our model selection <laughs> and then uh joe maloney joe maloney as well uh makes a cameo uh -oh. so they're all in there and what with the way it works is they take the photographs and they make them drawings yeah. with the anatomy drawn over so um yeah it'll be it, it'll be interesting to see if you can tell who the people are from the from the artwork that's great that's great uh, and how much how much royalties are you handing out to your your models there? Uh, I bought them <laughs> breakfast. I I bought them breakfast bought and coffee each breakfast. day. So hopefully that <laughs> hopefully that'll hold them over. Oh yeah. my God. You a, know the photographer. I paid a lot for the photographer. It was my father. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to learn anything about putting out a book, you got to kind of pay for your own artwork fees. So you got to find good cheap yeah. help. <laughs> yeah i tell you what that's great and it's great that you have that support there um if looking back if if someone came to you and said hey i, I want to write a fitness book what, what are we telling that person right now Start um, i would say first. yeah get i mean i would say like what what Start have you writing, written already right? yeah what have yeah. you written already yeah um because it writing is like a, a skill but it's a skill i feel like you have to keep sharp like i always hear uh comedians talk about like having to do sets like every night of the week to keep their their set sharp and keep their skill sharp when they're speaking uh, yeah. up on stage and i feel like writing's the same thing um, you have to consistently write to be good at writing and you have to consistently read to be good at uh at writing they said um all readers write but don't not all readers can write right and so if you're not reading and writing all the time, you know, I think that's really is what kind of gives you the power and the skill. And then if you have some history behind you, and like Brendan said, live a life that's worth writing about, make sure you've been doing it long enough. So you have something valuable to share. I don't think I would have been capable of doing this, you know, five years ago, um, just because sure. I probably wouldn't have enough under my belt to do it. Whereas now like that opportunity kind of presented itself and I was able to to rise to that but if it had come earlier or i tried earlier i probably would have uh uh struggled a lot more or possibly failed you know yeah and le so leading up to this obviously brendan you've you've been cooking this content for quite some time right and i mm -hmm. I, I imagine that's that's got to be a really cool experience to put all that stuff together put it on paper and then start like sifting through your mind and, and forming it into a book it, it, it it's had to be a great experience for you how much did you realize or how much did you learn from yourself putting putting all that content together well it, it's really it's cool to try to put your own philosophy on paper for sure and it's i mean it is not easy mm -hmm. to do but like to put your life life's work into words i mean that's why people write biographies and it's because it's it's fun to do it's fun to go back and see where you started and then share that with someone else in mind right my audience is the coach who hasn't coached anybody yet um so it's fun to see like where i came from to where i am now and what i went through and what i've learned and who i've learned it from so the cool the other what i really like was actually writing the acknowledgements at the end because that's when you really look back and like holy shit there's there's a lot of people that not only helped me produce this book but there was a lot of people that i mean i, I couldn't even i mean there would be 20 pages of, of people and other coaches that i've learned from and watched and gotten a coach sure. with and share the the coaching floor with uh that i could fill those pages with but trying to condense that down to just a few people was hard. But in the book, I do say like, thank you to all the coaches that I've ever been able or all my clients and athletes that I've worked with before, because I learned from them. And then to all the coaches I've shared 
the coaching floor with because whether they knew it or not, I was learning something from them, good or bad. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, yeah, it was just cool because it, it just puts everything in perspective, but it, it is a, it is a grind because the, I've had this, I've had the rules. I knew what all 105 rules were. I had 149 and I had to cut a bunch of the rules because they were, some of them were the same. I knew what the rules were. I knew what I wanted to say, but then to actually put it into words that make sense and not repeat myself and have proper grammar. I mean, I would never have been able to write this. And it, well, I could have written it without a publisher and an editor, but it would not have been half as good. Cause I mean, my, my poor wife re read the book three times. And I think she almost divorced me after the third. Uh, and then my editor read she's it. She's sick of your rules, yeah. Oh, she's sick of the rules. She, she wants nothing to do with the rules. Well, you don't uh, have to tell us. We already know that none of your rules <laughs> apply to her. No, right? none. Zero. <laughs> Rule number one, do whatever your wife tells you to do. That's uh, Yeah, that's the first one. <laughs> that's that's the first one. one, yeah, in the book. But uh, yeah, no, so putting on paper, and, and I had it all in my head, but editing it and making it look like something that is presentable and consumable for the reader, that is a whole different story. And that is the real, like Kevin said, I probably read my book 30 or 40 times over. And at some point you just go glossy eyed. You're like, what am I even reading? Sure. Anymore? I barely remember what half my book's about now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to read it again. I do want to hold it. Uh, but the other part about this is, it's like, I'm, I, secretly i hope my wife doesn't hear me i can't wait to write the next book like it's, it well, is we'll get really into that fun. No, spo no spoilers yeah. yet we're, we're gonna get into see next steps here because i know kevin's yeah. got a, a, a big one uh but the <laughs> the you mentioned that you and i don't know did i maybe i misheard you this is for the coach that hasn't coached anyone yet is well, that the target? So I'll, I'll share with you what's on the back of the book. So on the back of the book, it says, to a young coach, I want this book to be a sturdy platform to begin a new career. To a seasoned coach, you'll find subtle reminders, a fresh perspective, and reassurance that you're not alone. This is the book I wish I had in my hands when I started coaching 11 years ago. So it's for the new coach. It's for the season coach. And it's also for the business owner that has coaches um, because the deliberate practice sections say you are a business owner and you don't have time to give lots of feedback to your coach because you're spending time doing other things. Uh, this book is the way to get people to practice coaching deliberately. And then if you can get people to work together, uh, the way I wrote the deliberate practice sections is that you should use the help of another coach who's also reading the book at the same time to film the videos, to give you feedback, to audit each other's programs, to edit each other's, uh, I have a bunch of legacy questions like, uh, what do you want on your coaching tombstone? What do you want your client? Write your own testimonial as if you were your own client. Like, what do you want that testimonial to say about training with you. Um, so having somebody else to work work with to do those practice uh, sessions uh, would be huge. But yeah, I, I wrote it with the beginner in mind, but I the book is for everybody, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I liked when I heard uh, you talking about it last night, like I said to you was, I like that it's a book that you can revisit and it can grow with you. Um, well, the quote you even said last night is like, no one reads the same book twice, right? It's right. going to speak to you differently as you get older. And, and the more, you know, you've talked about your book and there being an active practice, like the way you do those action items at the end of each chapter is going to change from when you're 22 to when you're 32, right? Yeah. Like I, right. I, I think about who we were. Hopefully. Say, hopefully, right? yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Exactly. If not, yeah. if not, that book's not going to save you. Right. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I think about, well, you know, 2007, if I read that book, it would mean different things to me than it does now. Right. Cause my goals, my perspective changes. So I think it sounds like you've done a good job writing it something that is timeless and that people can go pick it up again. Right. And I can think about books right. that I, I do that with, uh, periodically I have like the pile next to my bed that I call like the reread pile. 
And, and yeah. uh, you know, that's probably hopefully in there for a lot of people. You know? That's I great. Hope, I, I hope know, so. I know it's going to be on my list and, and my coach's list for sure. Kevin, same question kind of like you, you started talking with human kinetics. They threw out this idea. You dive into it. Who, who is this book for? Who's, who should read it? Yeah. So um, when I started talking to them, there was a few different kind of pilot ideas that we threw back and forth. And as we kind of worked on it and we narrowed it down, um, functional training anatomy became essentially an, a functional anatomy book for the way that we train at Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning and Certified Functional Strength Coach. Yeah. So, you know, what could be a manual that a beginning coach, a sport coach who wants to build a program for his athletes, maybe he's short, he or her short-handed, a young strength coach who wants to understand how to build programs and how to select exercises, um, or people in an anatomy, strength training anatomy course in college could pick up and understand what is a complete, you know, strength training, sports performance program. Um, and, and then why do we choose the exercise we choose based on anatomy and based on sporting function in, in, in everyday life? Um, so what it essentially has is you, there's a whole introductory section where we talk about like, what is functional training? I think that's a, a hot button word in our industry in that, you know, people, you have two groups of people, like the purists who will say like, well, anything's functional if you choose the right exercise for the task, right? And um, right. the hardcore purists. And then you have the, the uh, other like functional people doing like uh, jumping jacks on a BOSU ball on the other side of the equation. And Very I think functional. the sensible coach probably falls <laughs> somewhere in the middle, right? Um, who understands what we mean where, you know, why do we choose to train on one leg uh, more often than not, right? Because uh, I think it translates more to sports or more to, you know, what we're doing in everyday life. And so the, the first chapter really talks about the idea of functional training and what do we really mean by that? And then each chapter after that takes you through a training program from mobility to movement prep, to power, to strength training, kind of going through uh, horizontal pull, vertical pull, hip dominant, knee dominant, all the different core progressions. And then a basic uh, program builder at the end where that coach, um, that athlete could take that and follow a two day program or four day program based on everything that we put in the book. Right. And yeah. in each chapter, we break down the exercises. And as we break down the exercises, like I said, there's illustrations by the people at human kinetics. The, the illustrators are amazing. And they they take these pictures that we did of, you know, single leg deadlift and they draw the hip capsule, the hip rotators, the hamstring, all of that in. Um, and it comes complete with, you know, why did we choose this exercise based on the anatomy? Why do we choose this exercise based on uh, the human body and the sporting outcome? And then instructions and cues to perform it, coach it, uh, or progress it and regress it. So I would, if I was to think of something that would go with our CFSC course, like hand in hand as an anatomy text, this would be it. Uh, and that, that's really kind of what it's shaped into over the last year and a half of us kind of uh, figuring out exactly what we wanted this project uh, to be. Kevin, can yeah. can you share with uh, everybody? I think this was the most helpful for me, but I think everyone last night when we did this was uh, the example of dead anatomy and live anatomy and the function of the hamstring. I think that's the best example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we talked about last night was like, I mean, we learn classic dead person anatomy in your anatomy lab in college, right? And that stuff is valuable, but it doesn't necessarily completely translate to what you do in the gym, right? It's, it's helpful for you to learn origins and insertions, uh, pination angles of muscles, um, basic connections and, and reference as far as size of the muscles go, like where everything is. But it doesn't necessarily tell you how those muscles work when gravity is acting and, you know, you're standing on one leg or you're running or you're jumping, right? You need to, one, have some experience as a coach. Um, either in a sporting environment or a training environment to, to understand um, what muscles are working to create what action at what time um, and, and how gravity affects you um, when you're doing all those, those activities, right? So like I said in the book, like when you pick one foot up off the ground, everything changes. Um, when you're doing basic sagittal plane activities, um, there's not a huge demand for your adductor your hip rotators, your obliques to stabilize your pelvis and stabilize your femur 
in the sagittal and, and frontal plane. And so what I want to explain in that book is so why everything changes, you know, when you're on one leg or when you're running or when you're doing whatever sporting activities that we talk about. And um, so um, I, like you said, specifically brought up the hamstring example is like, if you went to anatomy 101 class at UMass, they would probably tell you, oh, you know, the hamstring <laughs> flexes the knee, right? And that's probably what we learned. But when it's running, that's actually really not what happens at all. Your hamstring works as an eccentric knee extender. It works as a uh, secondary hip extensor. And it works as like a, uh, a sagittal plane stabilizer of the pelvis, right? It doesn't really do any active knee, knee flexion. Um, but in dead person anatomy on a leg uh, hamstring curl machine, that is what it does. So just trying to explain people um, that we can choose better exercises. I hope that after coaches read this, they're able to make more intelligent training choices for the people that they work with. And I think it'll translate to the personal trainer in the big box gym or the strength and conditioning coach uh, who's working pr primarily with athletes or the sport coach who's just trying to help uh, their, their team that they work with on an everyday basis. Man, are you dialed in on this book, Kevin? That <laughs> dialed in. It sounds robust. It sounds like it could probably be four books. Um, and you said something I did catch on, on the call last night, the brief time I was able to be on, I did catch you say something about the, the textbooks that you used in college and how this is like, was there that thought in your head when you were writing this, like thinking back to those textbooks that you probably hated at the time? Like, I wanted, I wanted to put something better out there knowing what I know from actually being in, in a weight room, coaching people, here's how this book should be. Is there a little yeah, bit it, or a whole Yeah, lot? I think I, I think I was fortunate in that, like I, like Brendan said, in 2007, I had started pretty much at Mike Boyle. So I started there really early, uh, like my freshman year of college. So I'm concurrently going through my anatomy courses and my basic courses at UMass. And I'm seeing contraindications, I'm seeing like contraindications between the two things I'm learning at the same time, right? I'm seeing, you know, learning from Mike and the people at MBSC and learning how things go here. And then I'm also learning, you know, uh, leg extension, leg flexion, uh, knee extension on the, uh, on the Nautilus machine at UMass at the same time. And so I'm learning these two things and I start to see inconsistencies between them. Right. And so coming through all of that and having to kind of have this duality and thought throughout the whole process, I think back and like, wow, I wish there was an anatomy book and a strength training book that taught me this from the beginning. Cause I learned it yeah. from firsthand from doing it with the people at the gym. I didn't learn it in class from a textbook in a lecture setting. And I think like, okay, if I could give this to somebody before so they can kind of learn it the right way, then they don't have to go through that entanglement mentally to kind of learn both things at the same time or kind of relearn things afterwards. And so, yeah, now I think like, I wish I could give this to myself, like Brendan said, um, to bring this, give this to myself from a technical standpoint when I was younger, so I could make better training choices from the beginning, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I heard both of you say kind of the same thing. I wish I had this information when I was a young coach and I think it's great. Like it, it makes me so happy to hear that being the reasoning, the drive to get this information out there, because that's how our industry is going to get better. Right. Like I hear so many people talk about, uh, I hate this about industry. I hate this about industry. I'm included in that group. You know, there's a lot of things I don't like about industry. I love to see you guys getting out there and taking action and doing something that's going to put a positive impact on, on the next generation. Not, not, not just the next generation, this generation of coaches as well. And like Kevin mentioned, like the, he used the word fortunate, but he might, the three of us have been very fortunate to be where we're at, know who we know. And I, when people ask me like what it's like working for Mike Boyle, I always say it's like starting at the top of the stairs. So instead of starting at the bottom of the stairs and having to go up the stairs, I got to start at the top of the stairs. The secret is, is that the stairs never end. So yeah. I'm at the top of the stairs and I'm continuing to go up the stairs that are never ending. But my goal is to have a bunch of other people that they always say make more leaders not more followers yeah. i would rather have a bunch more leaders who start further up the stairs than myself i mean that's the whole yeah. point and like you're saying 
a rising tide raises all ships. And hopefully we're, the goal is to improve the fitness industry. And so that we're all starting from a better place. Uh, and actually I did a podcast with Anthony Renna today and we actually started with my mission. And my mission is to make physical activity the number one prescribed drug in the world by the time I retire. So I'm slated to retire in 2055, which will be 46 years of training in the fitness industry. Uh, like we were talking about, your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s are going to be different if you're if training is truly a career. But if our end goal is to make physical activity a prescribed drug, uh, then us helping people start at a different part or at a higher part of the stairs is how we do that. Like that's that is my end goal. And the other thing is, this book is written for career coaches. I did not write the book for people who look at this or view this as a job. I want people who are, I mean, you could read it if that's how you feel about the industry, but I wrote the book for people who are planning to do this and retire from this after 30, 40 years of doing it. And I don't think, I mean, there's never been a book written like that because 10 years ago, this wasn't a career you could retire from. Yeah. And now, now it is most likely a career you'll be able to retire from 30 years from now. So yeah, well, I certainly that's think, my hope. Yeah, I certainly think your guys' efforts are going to push it in that direction for sure. I think you know if we if we keep looking at it and sharing with each other and, and looking to advance the the not only our careers but the industry itself, I I think uh, we'll all be sitting pretty in in the not too right. distant future. Well, I mean, it's it's strength faction is is right. You help if strength faction helps more trainers stay in the business and keep them from burning out, the more people that strength fashion can help. If each trainer has 20 people they train and you help 10 trainers, you've, you've effectively helped 200 people. Um, And that's how I think of the CFSC is. So if the CFSC has certified, say we'll use round numbers. We say CFSC is certified a thousand people and each of those people have 10 clients right? That's, I just helped 10,000 people. Yeah. In a roundabout kind of way, but you're, That's you're helping, right? It is right. That's, yeah, absolutely. Very yeah. impressive. So one thing I've always kind of oh, talked sorry, about on that thing that Brendan talked about is like uh, one, something that Brendan and I have always harped on is that the idea of start with why I remember from the beginning with the interns, that was the biggest thing we stuck with and how to define what your why is like, and early on, I remember Brennan and I still in the presentation I give. I want to use our ability to coach and teach as a, a tool to help people lead better lives or to improve people's lives, right? And that's yeah. like what we always defined our why as. And it seemed kind of general, but it's because we could stick to that why no matter what our career was, right? And so like on day one at Mike Boyle Strength Conditioning, that why was coaching middle school kids and high school kids. That's it. And if you would ask yeah. me, if I was going to, if you had told me, Hey, you're going to write a book, you're going to own multiple businesses. Uh, you're going to have like all these other things. I wouldn't have even thought of it. I just think I'm just going to coach these high school kids, coach these middle school kids. And my, why was that? And then as we start to teach mentorships for Mike, um, that, that why is the same, but now it's maybe 10 X, right. We're, we're working with those people that come down BSC for mentorship or, or doing uh, the mentorships we're traveling for. Right the why is the same. Then CFSC, it becomes a hundred X, right? Like, I think we have almost 9,000 coaches now. Uh, so Brandon said, you say, let's say they have 10 coaches each. That reach becomes pretty big, right? Yeah. And, and now you get a book and you think, okay, now this book gets distributed, but the why hasn't changed. And I think that's the most important thing. Like if you stick to that principle, it's like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. I want to help more people with my experiences coaching or, or my one-to-one coaching, whether it's that person in front of you in the gym or it's the you know, 9,000 coaches who've been through CFSC or the X amount of people who buy your book, the why is the same. And I think if you can nail down what you want to do, then your how, like your proprietary process, might is going to change throughout your career and hopefully it grows. But if you stick to your why, I think that your, your mission becomes a little bit greater and your reach gets a little further, you know? 
Yeah, to, to that point, rule number 105 in my book, the final rule <laughs> is the more people that I help, the more successful I seem to become. Yeah. And, right? The more people you help, the more successful you seem to be. Like, I, and, and Kevin and I can attest that over the last 12 years, that is exactly why we are where we are <laughs> or yeah. why we have done what we've been able to do is because the more people we help, and like Kevin was saying, like it started with middle school groups and high school groups of just high school and middle school kids, like grinding away 12 hours a day. And we did that for three to four years. And then all of a sudden we get an opportunity and then another opportunity. And now we both have books. So it's like, we just kept helping people. And along the way came more opportunities to help more people in different ways. And here we are. So I had to throw a rule. That's in great, there. man. Keep it positive. <laughs> that rule. Yeah, well, for you, there's one more. There's another rule I wanted to ask you about. I wanted to ask you about another rule. What is rule number yeah. 69 in your book? It is meet people where they're at. And I only know oh. that because Wes, Wes <laughs> asks me all the time. So I have to send Wes a picture of the rule. But it, the rule is meet people where they're at, number 69. Yeah, I, I would be remiss for you, Wesley. Not bringing that up, you being on the Strength Faction podcast and all. I know that means a lot to Wes. It, I know it does. For you, so, Wes. There you go. Yeah. What What's the uh, What's the next steps for people? Where should people go if they're interested in checking the books out? Where Where should they go if they're interested in jumping on the sweepstakes if they haven't already? Well, because I started it, it's all in my name. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's brendanreerick.com, B-R-E-N-D-O-N-R-E-A-R-I-C-K.com. That will take you to the sweepstakes, to my book. It'll also lead you to all of Kevin's things as well. Uh, I have a, another website for the book specifically. It's coaching-rules.com, where they can also catch the book. Kevin, what's your link tree if anyone wants to... Um, if you or go to your Instagram, Instagram right? trace there, go to, it's in the bio of all of our Instagrams. Um, that's where you can pretty much get to anything that we're associated with body by boil, uh, CFSC strength coach movement is medicine. Brendan's book. Everything is, is in there. The link tree is an amazing thing. Um, and, <laughs> uh, my book will be available on Amazon, uh, pre-order in February and, uh, through human kinetics on their website as well. So um, I'll make sure we get that up and on there uh, when that time comes. And Brennan, I'm, I'm assuming if they go to your website, they, they'll be able to pre-order your book. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all on the, uh, the sweepstakes page. It, there's a place to enter your name for the newsletter, which enters you into the sweepstakes. And then the, to buy the book is all listed through there and all the prizes are listed and Kevin's stuff is listed there as well. That's great, guys. That's great. So you you mentioned a second effort coming up. Do you, do you already, Brendan, do you already have a, another book to you? Yeah. Up? So actually the first book that I proposed to Laurie Draper was a book rules for the consumer or our clients. So you would give it ah. to your client. And Laurie said that I don't, I don't do, I don't publish books for the consumer. I publish books for other coaches. So she said, why don't you propose a coaching book? And I said, you know, this is probably a better way for me to start. It's, I already had it all. I had it all written out. I had all the rules. I just, none of it was uh, yeah. edited. And so the other book is almost already written, but I'm going to have, I'm hoping to find a legitimate like publisher that does, for example, like who did um, food rules for Michael Pollan, I'm going, after I have this book out, I'm going to try to upsell them and say, hey, I've written this other book. It's selling well. I have this other book written for the average person so that trainers can give it to their clients. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, it's already in the works and I don't that's tell awesome. you any. <laughs> Jenny will run safe with me. She will run for the hills. Now, now, Kevin, you're, yeah, Kevin, you're in in your our conversation before. You mentioned you have a new book coming out, another book 
after this one. And it's going to be called, uh, I'm Kevin Carr. You're not get over it. Um, <laughs> what it seems like it's going to be a, a short book, but apparently it's 900 pages. What's that all about? I mean, I have a lot of drinking. pictures. I have a lot of pictures of myself. So just him uh, drinking different beers. Just him drinking nine hundred different kinds yeah. of beer with different hair yeah, quaffs going on. That's yeah, great. Different. It's it's going to be a coffee table book, real big. I love that. About eleven by fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Leather bound, so you can break it open. It functions. Uh, everyone bound. can look at the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. That's, with that's some pop ups, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Maybe like some ones that actually. Are, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so that should be great. Um, that's, that'll be my life's work. Uh, but actually I, they, I actually wrote another book, um, at least wrote really? a life, nice substantial chunk of it before this. And, um, it's just titled movement as medicine. Um, yeah. and essentially for the consumer, similar to like what Brendan said, the first book I wanted to write was for the average person that comes into the gym. Um, and it was really based around my conversations with personal training clients, group clients, my parents, people who ask questions about exercise, right? And um, like really about understanding how you can harness exercise to self-treat yourself yeah. um, and, and dealing with the, the, the maladies that we see every day. So heart disease, dementia, functional disabilities as we age, like the big things we get that we're afraid of as we get older um, the, the disability and disuse that comes with age, um, like how they can, you know, understand training better. So I think actually if the ultimate thing is, if we gave that person Brendan's second book and my second book at the same time, they'd understand basic rules about how to get around the gym, about how to, uh, start a fitness program. Um, and then also understand the science behind it in that, um, how they can fight off Alzheimer's using exercise and heart disease and diabetes and maintain functionality as they get into, you know, their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and hopefully 80s and 90s as well is to be able to stay active and how to have a program to support that. Um, yeah. Whereas like my book now finishes with a program kind of centered around athlete training and, and developing athletes. Um, this other one would be one kind of for general population with the science behind how to stay healthy as you age as well. So I have a pretty nice chunk of that put out um, and Again, I, I hope to use the success, hopefully, of this forthcoming book to to help me propel that secondary one after this, you know? Man, so are you telling are you guys telling me that there's Brevin is gonna go on into the future? Uh, there will be maybe. another sweepstakes. Have, yeah, I was just gonna say I there's just, gonna be another yeah. sweepstakes. That's we great. gotta give away different stuff next time though. Like exactly. maybe pants and shirts and yeah beers and fanny packs koozies speedos yeah all that stuff <laughs> all the stuff that consumers want yeah well, exactly. exactly any any closing thoughts anything you want to get out there before we wrap it up go pre-order <sighs> brendan's book on amazon it's available now yeah i'm gonna do that thanks kev i appreciate that, that for sure no, that's it. Rules are guidelines, not substitutes for thought. That's one of my favorite lines in the book. Ooh, say that again. Like that. Rules are guidelines, but they are not substitutes for thought. I love it. Because yeah. I, I, I can picture a lot of people thinking, well, rules, I don't want to be boxed in by rules. And yeah. that's not how I want you to think about it. I want you to think about it in the context of rules keep me on the path. And when I get off the path, I can get back on the path or I can stay off the path if I choose to. But that's what rules do for us. Yeah. Well put, sir. I like it. Well put. You should write a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Never guys. <laughs> uh, no, no. But, well, maybe one more, right? Maybe um, one more. It's been... It's been great having you on. I could talk to you forever, but uh, I want to be mindful of your time. Um, everyone go check them out. I'm going to put the, uh, the details in the notes uh, so we can uh, get a hold of this valuable information as soon as possible. Guys, thanks so much for being on, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate it.
I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed recording it with these guys. Uh, just to uh, follow up, brendanreerick.com. That's B-R-E-N-D-O-N-R-E-A-R-I-C-K.com. That's where you could go to find all the information about both Kevin and Brendan's books. Uh, also, strengthfaction.com. If you haven't already, uh, it's very easy to get involved with what we're doing. Uh, $1 a month will get you started. Jump on our mini course calls. Uh, check out the content on our site. And stay tuned for big things coming down the pipe for the holiday season from strengthfaction.com. Hey, we love you guys. Uh, Have a great week and we will see you soon.